Helen sold her soul uh, to save her brother, and that's kind of where the. Uh, and then her brother doesn't show up for ten years. Girl. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, All Booked, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And Chasley and Donald are here today to review the book, Even Though I Knew the End, which, did y'all know the end? Let me start with that. I didn't, but I feel like I should have. <laughs> <laughs> you kind who of is, can tell. Who was the author, by the way? C.L. Polk. C.L. Polk. And what kind of book is this? It is a fantasy book. It mm-hmm. is a novella. Oh, okay. So, quick read. I want to start off by saying that there are going to be tons of spoilers. You can't, I mean, it's hard to get enough to talk about a novella, especially Because you got to talk about the end. You talk about the end. That's the whole point, right? Yeah. Um, so, this is about a magical detective named Helen. Um, it's in Chicago, sort of like 1920s, has that kind of like noir kind of thing going on. Um, and she is in love with Edith and they live together and she is investigating this death and then this one of these other magicians who's part of this group shows up and it's her brother who she hasn't seen in 10 years. And so it picks up from there as like the investigation keeps going and uh, there's all these loose ends or rather like. Things that the Helen, the thing is, I because I, I always thought it was like Elena, excuse me, um, but there are all these like loose ends and these loose threads that every time she pulls, like more and more keeps unraveling. And mm-hmm. it's just like, what's really going on here? And there's like a lot of like other entities that have been like lying to her, not telling her the whole truth and whatnot. So. Was that was that a good thing? Did it feel like a build on the mystery or did it feel like every time you thought you got an answer? So in, the author was like, never mind. Yeah, so like during the story, I had a great time. So like I if everything leading up to the ending, in my opinion, was kind of good, you know, like, yeah, it was like. The mystery kept unraveling. I was very intrigued by like her past with her brother, and I really liked her relationship with um, Edith. Edith, yes, yes, yes. Um, but it was just like everything kind of fell apart toward the end because mm-hmm. it's. I guess it presumes that you already know it, so why try? And I'm just oh. like, that's, it's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still trying to wrap my head around the setting because it's 1920 Chicago mystery, but there are magicians. There mm-hmm. are magicians. Like there alternate are history vampires. Type there are angels. Mm-hmm. Like it's a mishmash of yeah. fantasy. It's like if you put all of the fantasy stuff in that one setting, almost like you could say this is where all of the fantasy stories come from. The fact that they're all real. And people just pick and choose one or two to write their mm-hmm. own stories. But it's just, yeah, I mean, basically anything that you can imagine is actually there and living. Okay. Um, great to see a 1920s fantasy story about two best friends who are also roommates um, who are in platonic <laughs> love with each other. <laughs> Sorry. The moment you said that they that they lived together, I was like, ah, uh, yes. And then they were roommates. The roommates <laughs> of the 1920s, very famous no um so i i i feel like you keep describing this ending and i don't know like i know your general opinion that it wasn't good and it fell flat but like how like was it did it just get to the end and they're like and that's it bye um or was it like too contrived like what what happened do you want to go first with that one (laughs) yeah so my broad opinion is that it felt anticlimactic you Mm -hmm. know like it kept building on this like or the story was building on tension the entire time i was like okay this is cool there's like there's all this um relationship drama with like her like her brother and her girlfriend and also like the society that she's living in uh she uh so 
Helen sold her soul uh, to save her brother, and that's kind of where the. Uh, and then her brother doesn't show up for ten years. Girl. <laughs> so she mm. she gets excommunicated because like that's like the that's high, that's yeah. the biggest sin. <laughs> um, it's a big old sin right there. <laughs> yeah, and so like the end it it wraps up exactly how you think it will be, and there's like no twist, and or rather like. I don't know. I guess that's it. Yeah. Just there's just no twist. There was no umph to it, you know? So yeah. like did well, her brother end up just using her and then just being like, okay, bye? Cause you're No, just... it's okay. not the brother this time. She gets her soul back and then immediately sells it to save Edith. Oh my gosh, girl. She yeah. didn't learn the first time? No. And then I'm guessing that she and Edith don't stay together. They do. They do. Okay. But she cause she has ten years left on Earth before she goes to hell. And so that's the deal. Is that she trades ten years of time on Earth with this woman? For an eternity in heaven with this woman. It's, I feel it's, like it's Edith, bad so she is not playing the long game here. I feel like Edith should have gotten back and been like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, Honestly, I was chilling in heaven. They are even like right there and somebody is like, this is this is not a good idea. Don't do this. And she goes and does it anyway. Like Dang. literally, this woman had to stand like, up and kill herself to be with her love. She couldn't wait. She, her girls are already like, in heaven. She's got a soul. She's Especially because like, you know. You know heaven's real, and you know you're going. You know, know it's it. Real. Yeah, there's it's not a like literal angel. In maybe, <laughs> but like if we bring her back, at least it's guaranteed time. It's literal. Like they're like some person signing your contract is like, and you waive well, the right to go to heaven, right? I, we have I, to X here. <laughs> I think we're looking at this wrong. Maybe she realized eternity is too long to be with someone. She was like, I love Edith, but only for ten years. That's the twist. The most messed up person. I met a bunch of people, and like fifty-fifty the cool ones are in hell so <laughs> I think it depends on the type of hell we're talking about are we talking about like chill hell are we talking about like whipped for forever hell like where, where you know they never really went into that nope. yeah, yeah. So, so we, don't, we don't know what to expect like maybe hell is just like an office building just, that's not just as really bad. boring no yeah. I, that would be worse <laughs> <laughs> Worse than hot coals. At least set something on fire, please. <laughs> so one of the reasons I was really excited to uh, ask you guys to come review this book is I don't think I've ever heard Donald say anything negative about a book before. And so I'm not expecting you to full on rant against it, but I do want to hear like your uncensored opinions. So... I'm I'm trying to like not filter myself right now because everything everything bad in my head is just like well it wasn't that bad it was really just kind of like like she said Edith doesn't learn her lesson and it would have been fine if it were presented as a tragedy but everything that kind of led up was like oh she's got to save her soul she's got to be with this woman she's going to be back with her brother right and then like that doesn't happen or rather it does kind of and it's not um it it just didn't it didn't come out the way that I thought would have been like yeah. good um I also kind of. I really so I really like the lore, but I just a part of me was just kind of like I wish they had like explained a little bit more. Even though I know it's a novella, I get yeah. it. And uh, in fact, I um in the beginning of the story, she is about to start exposition, but then she's like, you know what? Never mind. And I'm just like, mm, please. But I would have liked that just a little bit. Um, like so, maybe yeah. this, if the scope had been narrowed a little bit and there yeah. were less new things, it would have been a little more concrete, like yeah. what you did get to explain the world. Or if it had been a 10-book series, and so you had to get oh to God. dive into all of that. <laughs> like the photographs, like yes. she uses the photographs as part of like her magical process, and mm-hmm. I really liked that. I was mm-hmm. like, that's a really cool idea. Yeah. And when you say that, like if it was 
if it was a tragedy, it would have been better. At the end, is it like you said, someone is like, no, this is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Does it feel like Helen's like, this is great and nothing will go bad. Goodbye. Like It's very much like she comes back to this is my only option again. And you're just like. But it's not it's though. Not, though. <laughs> and like, there's literally somebody there saying it's not, <laughs> but she just doesn't. She's just and like, she just no, this, this is just what I'm gonna do. Yeah, that is weird. Like, it would be different if there was just like a weird contrivance by the author of like, and you, since you sold it once and got it back, you're still going to hell. But with a soul, like, it would be weird if that was a yeah. thing. But it's not. It's just like, no, this, this they wrote was, someone yeah. in who was like, this is a bad idea. <laughs> This, so it's like the last season of How I Met Your Mother. That is what this book will do to you. And you will spend years like trying to rewrite it in your head to make it not suck. <laughs> That's funny. So was it difficult for her to get her soul back the first time? Maybe she's yes. banking on so, it. Not okay. So hard. Uh, like nearly impossible. Like she even says she's like, that's not going to happen. Twice. Like, exactly. I'm like ne- never it getting was, it back. She spent. So she goes through the entire 10 year period, like without her soul. Right. Uh, and then like time comes up again and she's very, very upset about like, oh, I'm going to miss Edith. I'm going to miss like Chicago. I'm going to miss like all these things. And so you would think that having gone through like the first time. She doesn't want to do ta- it again. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I just I think like if it could have been so easy and, and it's the same thing. You're just rewriting it in your head. But I was like, you know, if like maybe she didn't want to confront her parents after having sold her soul. Mm-hmm. Like and so she doesn't want to go to heaven to do that. But there's nothing. There's no reason throughout the entire book where she wouldn't have that as a better option. Apart from being like excommunicated, were there any other like immediate results of her selling her soul or like any repercussions? Like the first time she gets kicked out of this like magical brotherhood mm-hmm. thing um and so she doesn't like she's in exile basically yeah from human and eternal groups um, but <laughs> that's pretty much it so yeah. d- is there any like difference is maybe like maybe she got her soul back and she was like oh it's so heavy i don't want this anymore <laughs> <laughs> nope that would have no. worked no yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really, she just like gets her soul back and it's almost like it's a, it's a very actually like joyous moment because you're just like this is what you've been working for this entire time yeah. and it also kind of like worked out because she was kind of being conned by this demon named marlo the entire time who was like who she assumed was in a turf with another demon but turns out no that's not what was going on there was an angel taking people's soul because of other reasons of the lord and so like all of that was super interesting and then like when she gives it away again it's just like then why did we do this it does feel like a weird to have a very cathartic like joyful moment yeah and especially in a novella because it's such a short period of time it's like 10 pages later (laughs) well no never mind so i'm still having trouble reconciling (laughs) that this is a novella and there's all this stuff happening and it's a very short like low page count does it feel very 1920s or does that kind of get lost and it's just an aside? Um, I mean, like now and then you're kind of reminded they do really good with some of like the dialogue and hilariously yes. like um, they, I wrote down one because it was so great. Um, Christ, it's a dame, he said. Damn it. I'd been pinched. <laughs> like, I just love that. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's it, kind of a come and go type thing. But yeah, you get reminded. I don't think that they did a bad job at all about kind of setting it there. Yeah, especially so much happening plot wise and then also adding all the fantasy characters, the soul stuff. And then and then it feels. Yeah, I understand the idea of like, does it like does it feel just like an urban fantasy? But like kind of old. Yeah, I was getting kind of urban fantasy vibes, especially with the whole secret like brotherhood thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess no, she's even a detective. So yeah, yeah. Is urban fantasy like the, an offshoot of like noir? Oh my god, that doesn't. Like... <laughs> There's your thesis. <laughs> yes. Gosh. Oh, but yeah, like I, I thought it was 
like I said, there were so many pieces that I felt like were really good. Mm -hmm. And if we had spent maybe more time with them, if we had like just had a little, like I said, yeah, more time to flesh those out and really dig, dig like dig into them, I would have liked it a little bit more. Um, yeah. and if. <laughs> If there were probably more books like planned, it probably maybe could have been arranged a little better, mm -hmm. right? So like maybe she could have sold her soul again in the second book at the beginning of the second book as like the catalyst, right? And then then it's and then it's not like the culmination of what happened in this first story. What it's at the start story, of a new story. Every book in the series starts with her soul. Soul your soul again. <laughs> <laughs> that way the readers can get mad and be like, "Did you not learn the last thirty something times?" <laughs> um, and you already said that before the not twist ending you know you were you were pretty positive as mm -hmm. far as the book goes how about you chas like how were you feeling before the not twist ending i liked it okay i made enough to keep reading it i mean to okay. commit to that very long 100 pages. yes um uh, but what really made me angry was that um i actually read the blurb for this one which is not something i do often because mm -hmm. i don't trust the blurb because the blurb lies and in this case it also did because it made it feel like this was going to be like a uh, like a time travel, like a, a rewriting like her history so that she could go back and be with Edith. And that is not what the story was about at all. And so, and I went back and I read it and I was like, okay, I may have like misunderstood, but it, that was still kind of like the yeah. vibe there. And I was like, that was the whole reason. Is it kind of like a do it over again type yes. of vibe? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Does she get any closure with her brother? Um, he's sort of like he's sort of like you know I love you and don't do this I understand why you did it but you know don't do it again and yeah, yeah. that's about it yeah <laughs> and I don't think he's gonna be allowed to like have any relationship with her because he she's couldn't sold she's sold her. Her. Yeah, again yeah, yeah. yeah. she didn't do it once she did it at this point she's double excommunicated they're like you gotta keep your hands on it you can't just sell it to the first person who asks they're like they're like we'll go to California and I was like you might as well. <laughs> yeah. Can't stay here. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Is Edith very involved in Helen's business or does she kind of just have her own life? Or... Okay. So no lie. Edith was the best part of this book. Yes. Um. So mid uh, like couple chapters in, yeah, you notice something weird is going on with Edith, but it's not real clear what. And then you find out that she is a host to an angel. And then an angel like takes over like by her allowance. The angel is a good angel. And so lets her um, or waits for permission. Um, and then so like changes like, you know, like postures and gestures and speech and stuff like that. And so Helen is running around town with this woman who is in the body of the woman that she loves, but who is clearly really not her. Um, and so anyway, I liked that. I thought that was so super cool. Did she find out or oh yeah she knew from the beginning she oh, well, okay. she, she, didn't, she didn't know that she that she was playing host to an angel but once the angel came out the angel introduced herself hello there <laughs> i am borrowing this body for a while it was really cool i really like the trope of like the what how you call it the benevolent possessor i don't know that feels yeah. weird <laughs> yeah i don't think i'd come across that one before <laughs> it's more symbiotic than parasitic yeah, yeah yes yes yes, yes 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 yeah. I, I like the the fish out of water fish out of water uh like aspect of it he mm -hmm. would he was just like i've never controlled a body before and this is weird <laughs> everything's so heavy oh. <laughs> and that was it was really cool i like i like the banter between the angel and helen uh it, helen like very grizzled sold her soul right so she's kind of a cynic and then the angel is an angel right so he he believes in like faith and redemption and whatnot and so like their back and forth is really cool uh the angel can also translocate which is just basically teleportation and helen cannot stand it <laughs> <laughs> it was the best thing uh she described it as just like not 
existing anymore just for like a split of a second right and then having everything come crashing back again was very nerve-wracking for her and it was like so much so that she had like it was like smoking several cigarettes after each translocation so the poor thing does helen display like those con like really common tropes from like hard-boiled detectives oh. is she like knocking back scotch and smoking and you know yes Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No. Standing she, in dark corners <laughs> and brooding. She's a photographer, so she's in a dark room a lot. Yeah. Uh, she drunk herself to sleep one day when Edith was uh, still at the church. You know, uh, she thought she was just praying, but it turns out she was an angel having meetings with like another angel. Yeah, um, she wasn't praying. She was being prayed. To. Being prayed to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was very. I liked the uh, like the the vibe of it all. I like noir, and so that sort of element of the entire story, I think, mm -hmm. really kept me going. The, the noir of it all, I really, like I said, I really like the lore of it. Um, and I wanted to know more about, like, because, so Helen invented basically her own spells, right? In that world, magic is greatly, like, uh, not coveted, but, like, the people who own it protected with their lives. Yeah. Because uh, they don't want to share. Weird. Right. <laughs> Didn't learn that lesson as a child. Um, but, so because she created her own spell for, like, uh, divination, essentially, and all these other things, it was very cool. And I wanted to see more of her in action. And it was, it. She was doing things, but her her character was also just kind of passive, right? She was bouncing from one location to the next because of the the mystery do, she was trying. Do to a solve. bunch of people have a bunch of people made their own spells? They're because it does clear. feel weird if one person can yeah. can undermine undermine like capitalism, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's I, like, I, well, I'll make my own money, and people will take it. <laughs> it, was, it. It was sort of like subtly implied that it was a rare thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. but again, not a lot of information about the really cool parts of the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. So what are you guys going to read next? Because it sounds like both of you are in need of a palate cleanser. I'm going to read an actual time travel story. So, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I just picked up Cassandra in Reverse, um, where she gets to like replay parts of her life. But she's also uh, a neurodi neurodivergent narrator, um, mm -hmm. which I've only ever read a couple of and I really enjoy that kind of just a, a difference, like a way of seeing the world. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. very excited. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Oh my god! You okay, read it with me, and we can do another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a couple of books on my list right now, but I'm adding that one to my list, um, and then we will get back to that because I love the idea of a narrator who her perspective is going to be some. I imagine is going to be somewhat like different. Yeah, you know, like wearing different kinds of shoes. <laughs> still yes. works. Still shoes. Still amazing. But your feet are like yeah. Huh. <laughs> I'm full in. Donald, have you read The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime? It's very good. No. It is about a neurodivergent character who's trying to solve the murder of his neighbor's dog. Okay, mm -hmm. okay, so okay. It, the entire, it, it's very well done. Mm -hmm. Look at that. Adding another one to my list. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get Donald out of here before his list. I know, for real. Here's the thing. It's all. It's still 400. I don't know if you remember from the last podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, it has not gone And down. that's with some trimming. <laughs> and that's with some trimming. Oh, my God. So what is one that you think might be next for you? For me... I have to tackle Magical Boy in about Magical Boy number oh, yeah. two. Mm -hmm. I still haven't finished that one. Uh, I finished the first one, and I really want to like hop into that again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us to talk about a book that you know kind of fell short a little bit for you. It sounds like the journey there was pretty fun, but the ending was just underwhelming. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was. This was actually a really good reminder of the things that I liked about the book. That ending kind of blinded me for a while. But there was a lot to love, <laughs> and it's sad how much that can do that to yeah. you. Like, look yeah. at what happened with the ending of Game of Thrones. Like, everybody is so mad at that series. The journey there was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just the last season that was awful it's always where they mess up man i know they it's really hard to stick that landing though yeah that's why it's so many points in gymnastics <laughs> <laughs> and stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations bye